But I got this one right. I don't understand why you marked it wrong. My teacher looked at me, looked down over her glasses, and politely said, It's because you didn't show your work. Hmm. Hey, this is Michelle Spiva, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. So join me as we talk about a valuable skill that we all need to learn, and that is the magic of showing your work. I'll see you on the flip. By now, hopefully, if you've been listening for any amount of time, you know that I am really big on having skills and tools and all of the things that that will help for us to have a better life and to be able to get some uh, wins, some enjoyment, and some valuable lessons along this path that we, we go through. So, With that being said, I've got a skill for you, and I am pretty sure that you are very familiar with this skill, but I am just going to talk a little bit about it because of a wisdom smack that I have been working through in doing this. Okay. So let me let me just set this up. When I was talking in the A part, I was talking about this time that I I think it was like calculus or something in college, and um, I was running out of time uh, to finish up like I think maybe the last three questions, and I knew the answer, so I just kind of like hurried up and put the answer down, and the answer was correct for uh, two of the last three, and. Um, she marked them wrong. And I was like, wait a minute, I got the right answer. And she was like, you didn't show your work. And just the other day, now I'm going to tell you why I'm, why I'm talking about this, because I was reminded of that kind of sort of, uh, when I was, uh, reading a book and, uh, this book, I've been meaning to get around to it for a while. It's actually called The Fold. And it's, uh, by, uh, Peter Klein. And he is a famous, uh, sci-fi writer. I'm a sci-fi girl. I love that kind of stuff. And so anyway, I'm reading this book and it's one of my favorite kinds of sci-fi where you have these brilliant kind of people. And uh, don't get me wrong, I loved the book. I really did. I geeked out on it and all of the concepts that it that it uh, talked about. Um, and I did notice in the book that one of the characters says to the, to the super intelligent guy, uh, when he finds an anomaly and something that she's done and she's like, okay, well show me your work. And he's basically like, he's like, I can't. And she's like, let me guess you did it in your head. And he was like, yeah. And when that character said that, I was like, I totally get what you mean. And it has taken some time for me to understand why it's so important for us to quote unquote show our work. And on the flip side, I, uh, if you don't already know, I am a writer. I write fiction and uh, I write articles and all those types of things. And the best way uh, to write is to show, not tell. And it takes, a, it takes a minute to do it. But I will tell you that when you see the difference of how to communicate by showing instead of telling, uh, painting a picture instead of giving facts and commentary, it, it opens up a new world. So let's get into why it's a magical skill and what is the wisdom that uh, we might want to, you know, tweak a little bit so that we can uh, do better in our life. Now, 
This particular skill, this wisdom smack today, is going to focus on helping us to better able prepare for how we 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 go about our livelihood and that kind of stuff. You know, so like some days I like to talk about things that are just going to help us to have a better quality of life in our personal life, and then I like to mix it up and talk about things that will help us in not only our personal life but hopefully in our livelihoods where we uh, get compensated for what we do to be able to take care of ourselves. And this is one of those days. All right. So I, um, so I was talking about this book, The Fold, and uh, the character. And now, I was totally fine with the book, uh, but it wasn't until that character even said that that I was like, yeah, I think that's part of why I... Um, have been feeling like always good, but I need a little bit more uh, because I don't like always being kept in the dark when a character is going through the magic of what he does. I mean, think about it. Sherlock Holmes, and I don't want to give the whole uh, plot away, but this character even refers to Sherlock Holmes and Mycroft Holmes, the older brother of Sherlock Holmes. And I'm like, okay, you're referring to him, but I'm going to need you to be a little bit more like Sherlock when you're being like Sherlock. And that is, I love that Sherlock would give us a breakdown of how he came up with what he deduced. So he showed his work at the end. And I was like, wow. And looking at reading this book and finishing it up, I was reminded of another book. And I have mentioned this book before on the on, a, on another podcast. It's another fiction book by one of my favorite fiction authors, Brandon Sanderson. And that book is uh, named Legion. And in that book, you have another super intelligent person um, who has um, some mental challenges. And the book is a wonderful representation of how he uses that disability to help him to be this great detective crime sovereign and, you know, and, and all of the different things and uh, how he uses his quote unquote aspects. And what I loved about this book for the same uh, reason that I had a few issues with the other book, The Fold, I loved it because um, the main character in the book Legion, uh, Charles Leeds, uh, the, the main character, he showed his work. He explained how his world worked and he showed us how his world worked. There were even times when his world became askew that he was he didn't leave us behind. And that's when I started looking at those two different books same kind of premise with super, you know, intelligent person needing to save or solve something, it, the wisdom smack hit me that the importance of showing our work is so that we can take people along with us. Now, I have uh, been talking uh, recently uh, about life skills and life wisdoms that we need to have. And I talked about restraint the other day. And I talked, and I've been talking about uh, being useful instead of just helpful. Uh, and in that, being useful is when you are able to do something that specifically helps a person uh, 
to get something done, whereas helping them may or may not do that, but usually it's an assistance or it's something that, you know, it's okay if you help. I mean, if you were there, but it would be okay if you weren't. And when I'm when I'm talking to us, because I'm talking to myself here about showing our work, what it does is, first of all, it like I said, it helps other people to uh, be able to understand what you're doing, but it also helps you, helps me, because if we can show our work, we can we we know what we're doing, and we are able to lead and take people along, and so. I was going back through because I was like, you know what? There's more to this. And so, of course, I started digging a little bit more about this whole showing our work. And I started to see that there was like magic to it. And something so simple holds so many different opportunities for us to grow and to uh, be able to expand our ability to uh gain, you know, more prosperity and also to uh, expand our role in what we do in, in, in everyday life. And I, I want to talk about uh, this channel that I have been following for a few years and been watching the growth of it. And it's not a TV channel. It's a YouTube channel. And it's a YouTube channel for Bon Appetit. Uh, which is a uh, culinary magazine. Well, it started off as a culinary magazine and they have a YouTube channel. And the growth over the last just under two years of what they've been able to do with their YouTube channel has directly impacted the popularity of the magazine uh, to the point where the YouTube channel is uh, on par to do as well as the circulation of the of the magazine and the online presence uh, very quickly. I mean, these people are now to the point where if they put out a video and, and they've really upped the amount of videos they put out and the length of them, they are guaranteed to get a million plus views within a week of those things going going live. And it, it, it comes down to this magic that I'm talking about today, and that is to show your work. Um, there's this uh, guy who um, I... Uh, I follow. His name is Gary Vaynerchuk. I've mentioned him before, and he goes by Gary V. He started out online as a uh, person talking about wines. Uh, His uh, family owned a liquor store in New Jersey, and he started Wine TV and just sharing about wines. And from there, he started really understanding uh, the need for people to uh, go on a journey with him. And so instead of selling the wines, he then became kind of like a connoisseur of explaining to people what the wines were, their history and all of this stuff and telling the great stories that had people locked in on him. Uh, Go forward to, to today, a decade later, and now he is one of the top people in getting big brands to understand the power of online. And I set that up to say that he has said some very powerful things that have helped a lot of people, including me. And uh, one of the things that he started saying uh, maybe 18 months ago, which was so true, he was like, stop trying to teach people and uh, document, share your stories and document what you're doing. 
And I mean, isn't that what we're doing right now? When you listen to our, our, our podcast, we, we just document, we tell you what's going on with us and what we're learning and, and um, sharing with you. And you go along on the journey. We quote unquote show the work. So back to this uh, Bon Appetit. All right. There is this breakout superstar and I actually started watching her on her first episode and she's up to 20 episodes on this. So that lets you know that she's not doing this all the time uh, because they have other contributors on um, the uh, Bon Appetit test kitchen. That's what it is, a test kitchen uh, site. But she has this show called Gourmet Makes and her name is Claire Soffitz. And Claire has quickly become known as the internet's crush. There are a lot of people who love little Miss Claire. I mean, I don't have a crush on her. I think she is a nice person. Uh, But I thoroughly enjoy her segments because she is so good at showing her work. And the I, I have not, I can't tell you that I know everything that makes her pop with people because sometimes when you just have the it factor, you have the it factor. But one of the things I do notice that people like, and you can see it all through the comments, that Claire is not only willing to show her work, she is willing to show the range of emotions she goes through in documenting what she has done. Now, real quick. The Gourmet Makes, uh, what it does is it uh, shows her making um, junk food. Yeah. So she takes uh, things like she, she's made Reese's Pieces, Oreos, Doritos, Kit Kats, uh, Peeps, uh, so many different junk foods. She's made Pop Tarts and Pop Rocks. And uh, first of all, I, I'm usually like, oh, it's a Starburst Sunkiss, you know, uh, the Starburst candies. I'm like, there's no way she's going to be able to make this. I mean, she's made Gushers. I know I keep talking about that. But anyway, it is so enjoyable because her patterns start to show. Like there is this quote unquote three day curse where, you know, surely she thinks I'll be done in three days and th- the third day comes and at one time she was getting sick every third day. So anyway, I don't want to spend all my, my podcast time talking about this show. I guess you can tell I thoroughly enjoy it. Um, but the thing that I have learned about that is that she is uh, doing some of the things that make for great uh, connection to people. And when people can connect to us, uh, they are more apt to like us. They are more apt to patronize us. They're more apt to be around us because we become, you guessed it, highly useful to them. So Claire is not only useful in showing people how to make this stuff, she's useful because she's entertaining. She's also useful because she's relatable. Um, She's a chef, a gourmet chef. And yet, and still, you can see this woman like want to lose it when she is trying to figure out how to make Pop Rocks or Starburst. And and people really enjoy that. And so I was like, hmm, showing your work. Why are we so interested in seeing this? Why are we so interested in going on the journey of documentation with people? And I remembered that I had read this book a few years back. And yeah, I know I've 
uh, I'm laying it on with the books, but I gave y'all a few days for my books. So I feel like it's okay to share them today. All right. So yeah, I know I've already talked about the fold. I've already talked about Legion. I got one more book and I promise no more books for today. All right. The, uh, the other book is Made to Stick and it's written by these two brothers, Chip and Dan Heath. And I was like, they had some great stuff about creativity and about stories, universal stories that we liked. And um, ever since I learned these quote unquote basic plots of story, they have helped me tremendously in my writing, but they've also helped me in how to relate to other people when I'm trying to get uh, something across to them. So let me just go over those real quick. And uh, relate those. Okay. So they list them as three basic plots, but it's not just, you know, in telling stories or even in writing, it's in like relating to people and quote unquote, using this skill of showing your work so that you can operate in that magic that helps you become, um, more, uh, useful to people and you become premium in their minds. Okay. So here they are. They call them the three C's and the first one is challenge. The second one is connection. And the third one is creativity. So when you're going uh, uh, about executing on these, these are the different, this is what they mean. So a challenge, and I'm going to tell you of these three, Claire hits two uh two of them very hard and the only reason why she didn't hit the th- the all three is because the second one uh requires at least two people but she hits two of them very hard and sometimes she actually hits three if she gets stars on uh somebody else's uh segment from that channel so let me go over them uh the first one challenge challenge is when we see our hero overcoming a formidable challenge and succeeding That's what she does when she has these challenges of somebody wanting her to, you know, to make Pop-Tarts or or Doritos. Oh, she's even made Pringles. Yeah. And uh, we love seeing, will she succeed? And not only that, we love seeing the failures as well as the triumphs because she lets us see us all. You know, we love seeing that the obstacle seems daunting. But it's also inspiring because of her perseverance and her courage to take on these obstacles. And so that's what challenge is. One of the three basic plots we love to see, whether it's in fiction, in life or otherwise, that makes for great story. It makes for great relatability and it's a great way to show your work. All right. So real quick recap, challenge. It's when the hero or the main person or the the person who we're following their story, uh, they overcome a formidable challenge and they succeed. And the obstacle seems seems to be daunting, uh, but we find inspiration through their perseverance and courage to work through their obstacles. All right. So we she's definitely got that one in spades, you know. She's got the challenge one down. Number two is connection. And this is the one that because she usually does her, her show as a one woman show, we don't see that as much, but she does have a cohort there at work who's named Brad and they have come on each other's show from time to time and they help each other out. And the thing is, is she is this nice, you know, young lady 
uh, of a certain amount of etiquette and style. And this guy, Brad, he looks like a fishmonger. He looks totally out of place. He's got this heavy New Jersey accent. And uh, they have a, a wonderful friendship and working relationship, but they seem like they come from two different worlds. And that's why I say that one even works because for connection, That's when we see the hero building a relationship that bridges a gap. And that gap can be anything that is like observably uh, different. So that could be the gap of... uh, they're uh, of racial, class, ethnic, religious, demographic, age. You know, think uh, Huckleberry Finn. And I'm not telling you to go read that book. I'm just, you know, giving you as an example. And so that's connection. Now, the third one, creativity. And this is the one that I didn't realize that my teacher was trying to get me to access. She wanted to see how my thought process went from encountering the questions on the test and how I solved them. So she wanted to see the creativity because it was to test me on my knowledge. And going back to Claire on her gourmet makes, when she talks about, uh, I'm not talks about, but when she has uh, to, she, she has to um, produce whatever this, this challenge is, we get a chance to see her creativity. And what creativity is here is when the hero has to make a mental breakthrough to solve a long-standing puzzle or attack a problem in an innovative way. And we like to see this in that they share their trials that lead up to the innovation. And it shows the ingenuity of what the hero has done to succeed. So this is the biggest one that she taps into um, with regards to this uh, uh, show. And if you can like just go to YouTube and put in Claire BA Test Kitchen or Bon Appetit Claire or Gourmet Makes and it'll pop up and you can clearly see that uh, she gets millions of views for tapping into these three basic plots um, that I talked about from this book, Made to Stick, and how showing your work, how powerful that is, you know, and and the thing is, is she's not even touting that she's an expert. She is trying recipes. I mean, not trying. She's making up recipes as she goes. She's um, reverse engineering to figure it out because what she does is they'll when she comes in, they tell her what the viewers want her to make or however the powers that be decide it. And there have been times when she has not been happy about what they wanted. Can somebody say pop rocks? Um, but she does it. And people love watching the challenge. They love the creativity and they love the connection when she does have an opportunity to talk with the other chefs up there testing out their own recipes. And so there's a lot of documenting. There's a lot of trial and error and failing uh, that they don't edit out. And it is thoroughly enjoyable. So if you take that and you look at how enjoyable this is and how her fame has grown, it becomes very evident that grasping onto this where you learn that skill 
of being able to show the flaws. You know, if you guys notice on these podcasts, I don't, actually, I don't do the editing. I, I talk straight through in case you didn't know that. So all the coughs and the stumbling over words and all of that is in here. And uh, well, for one, I'm not that good at editing. And, you know, one of these days, maybe the fairy of podcasting will bring me um, an editing team uh, again to to spruce this up. But in the meantime, and in between time, we're going to keep on going because I am showing my work. I'm, I'm, I'm showing you how I get to the point where I'm able to capture these little nuggets of wisdom and how they help me uh, and hopefully how they help you so that we can share and share alike. All right. So um, I want to make sure I touch on just a few more things before I have to let you go for the day. And that is when we are looking at um, our work and and showing and and all of this kind of stuff, I want to say this, that we have now moved into a, a new age of what it means to do this. No longer are we, um, looking for people who tout um, being an expert uh, as a way of being a perfectionist. No longer is that required. And um, I did um, a podcast called Zeitgeist Battles, and I really enjoyed that podcast, uh, sharing with you guys some of the things I had learned about the different generations and and how they are movements and um how they interact with each other. And I uh, remember looking at um, baby boomers, my my mother's generation, and and looking at how they would not listen to you if you weren't an expert. You know, they put their stock in people who had a whole bunch of experience and who were authoritative. And these days we have moved from authority to demonstration. We just want people out there like us doing it, at least having the courage to do something. And that's where this uh, whole thing of showing your work really comes in handy. Um, If you are on your job and you're not satisfied with the recognition or the payments, uh, pay, you know, pay income or whatever it is, consider taking this skill, this magic and start showing your work. And this is the thing. Don't just try to show the good, show all of it, because there is something in the air these days. Remember the zeitgeist, the spirit of the times? There is something where people appreciate seeing the process more than they appreciate seeing the perfection. They can, it's kind of like you get more respect for them seeing how you're doing something, being more open and honest with doing it. Uh, If you'll notice, a lot of people are not necessarily going through training programs of learning how to do stuff as much as they're going through demonstrations, boot camps, um, do-alongs, 
and these types of things where they're with people just like them who are trying to figure it out and they're figuring it out together or watching what someone else did and getting a collective understanding of the different ways people are doing stuff. And so it is really advantageous for you in whatever capacity you are finding that you might need to um, spruce up so that you can get uh, what you're going after. And I'm trying to avoid saying the word goal because, uh, as I shared before in another podcast, uh, and I was talking about the book Atomic Habits, that I am no longer looking at goals. I am looking at habits, you know, and uh, I talked about getting off of, uh, my, sugarless gum addiction. I I have not had sugarless gum in some weeks now. I'm really proud of myself for that. Uh, I have been re-engaging in my smaller habits and uh, doing that. Um, And I have gotten that because of a book that I read from a guy who does not profess. I mean, he spends his first chapter talking about, I'm no expert. I fell into this and it was simply because I was doing it and I was documenting it. And so I was was like, wow, this is so true. There is a magic to when we are willing to be transparent enough to show our work. That is why I'm able to even do these podcasts with you daily because I have removed from myself the process, not the process, but the um, the need to be perfect because I, I'm not. And perfection has been a problem for me. But, you know, as I've said before, new motto is done is the new perfect. And so coming to you and sharing these wisdoms as raw as they may be, uh, we must be on to something because I'm starting to hear from you guys. You're starting to give me feedback that it's working for you as well, or even if it's just entertaining. And I'm very grateful that we're in this together to win it and we're, we're working it and we're doing it. So as I have a few more, uh, not even a minute to talk to you, I just want to tell you that you have this and it is okay. And one of the big things that you can do now is to look for ways to show your work, show people your process, show people how you go through and do things, include them. Don't try to hide the failures, but show them how you work through the failures. Use those three plots to help you, whether it be the challenge uh, or the connection or the creativity. Uh, People love that stuff and they eat it up and understand that we're in this together. There is no judgment as long as you are doing something and you are moving in a direction that helps you and helps others. So, yep, my time is up. I do want to thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Smythe with another podcast of Wisdom Smack. Don't forget to like, subscribe, check the show notes and use our Amazon link at michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. And yep, I'm going to see you tomorrow. Bye. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. 
And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.